All right, everybody. It's your brother Jonesy, and I am reporting for talk duty on the topic that I've personally been pondering of social tyranny. And I want to know if you disavow it. Do you disavow social tyranny with every fiber of your soul, with every molecular cell in your body unequivocally? Do you disavow social tyranny? I don't think I'm convinced that you do. I don't think you disavow social tyranny. And I'm upset about it, because you should. If you do, that's a great thing. Hopefully many of us do, but maybe some of us aren't thinking about it. And that's why I'm a huge proponent of circulating this term uh, right now in 2017 to a greater extent than I feel that it has been. I, I don't hear it every day. And I was saying on my last episode, my last podcast, that there's these cousin words that we use. They're all sort of related. And I think I just want to color in some of the nuance and shades of difference between the words in, in, in a responsible fashion to be responsible about the way I suggest that we use this word, the social tyranny, social tyranny. I don't think we should be overzealous and be pointing our fingers more than we have to and at people who are undeserving of being accused of partaking in social tyranny or, or being social tyrants of sorts. But it's a pretty weaponized word that I think holds a lot of truth. And there are probably some cases where it's warranted to use and could also discourage some people who, as good people, just didn't realize that they were partaking in social tyranny in a particular way. And in the best case scenario, encourage them to self-reform. I think that's a real possibility. I think it's a real probability. I think that people face up to their mistakes all the time, and if this particular linguistic device of social tyranny is baked into the population at large, we push it out there en masse into people's brains, it could do some good because there's lots of people who probably definitely don't want to be social tyrants of any sort and it could uh, sort of positively nudge them to objectively analyze and criticize their own behavior in order to make some some positive changes when we talk about related terms like monoculture echo chamber and when people just say he's in a bubble she's in a bubble i think some of the differences that can occur that are important to be aware of is whether or not the situation as described by those words is intentional or accidental because social tyranny shouldn't be applied to somebody who just happens to come from and to be born into some fully white town in Texas without a group of friends with backgrounds from all over the world, uh, no multiculturalism for this person just by accident, 
they shouldn't be accused of being a social tyrant. That's that would be abusive. That would be abuse of the of the phrase. But if there is intentionality at hand and in play, it's an appropriate uh, weapon to employ out there in the public sphere rhetorically. I think it's fully fair game and should be should be used i think what we saw at google with this james demore fellow is definitely an example of of social tyranny it it seems that it seems that way it's fully intentional it's an intentional monoculture he he was a heretic he was deemed a heretic for straying from the religiously leftist company-wide narrative abided to by by google uh, it it was it was ugly um so we can point our fingers in all different places where we see that in- intentionality in our society and where we see it it's it's fair game to employ the the term but by the same token, I think part of the problem with social tyranny itself is an overzealous uh, inclination to whistleblow and to finger point. So two wrongs don't make a right, and the term should be used when it truly applies. So I just I wanted to make that point that the moral culpability that this term carries and the intentionality that it carries with it when that intentionality or moral capability is really present i think it's the most appropriate phrase to use it's better than monoculture or or echo chamber because if that echo chamber is intentional and is structured in a way to be punitive to those who do not color within the lines of that echo chamber uh, that's where we can draw the line and say that's a social tyranny and that's not okay that's against our foundational you know freedoms and and liberties that we tell ourselves as citizens of the west d- d- define us civilizationally we we say this and we should follow through with 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 that idea so that it so that it counts for something we it's only true if we make it true so that's that for that I got some notes. I'm not that great at talking off the cuff. I need to get better. Let's see what else we have. That that's the main thing. I really want this is a short cast. I really wanted to draw that difference between an echo chamber that could be accidental. You know, you could get into a situation where you're just hap- by happenstance hearing the same opinions over and over again by the massive commonalities in the in the population you you happen to be in and it's nobody's fault per se it's not socially engineered and at that point in time you can go out and find more opinions and more perspectives and more outlooks on the world but when it is from the top down and it is on purpose and it is in big big uh institutional frameworks like the mainstream media and like the largest internet oriented companies like google now we're talking about something that is pretty scary that is pretty orwellian and that is deserving of the phrase social tyranny 
I'm sure some folks out there are using it, and maybe I, I'm always willing to be wrong. I know barely anything. I'm just a guy showing up on the internet to contribute my individual take on the things going on in the world and try, trying to be a positive force in uh, this big civilizational conversation that everybody's having in real time on the internet it's a great thing it shouldn't be clouded by social tyranny we need all the perspectives we can get we need people to be willing to collaborate and give us a piece of their mind especially if it is helpful a helpful piece of their mind but if they're walking on eggshells and they've internalized this social tyranny we're not going to get everybody who should be contributing kicking into the conversation and that's bad that obviously we don't want so the whole deal with internet censorship uh what we saw at google in general i mean this is one of the last environments that social tyranny should be should be popping up it clearly undermines the greatest things and the greatest possibilities to be yielded by this amazing platform of the internet and surely there's some people in our society who want to limit whatever those possibilities are for their own agenda but they're going to have to go they're going to have to take a back seat to the advancement of the human family to ever greater heights and this is a tool the internet is a tool we know that is extremely useful in that ascendancy of of mankind so we can't have people's political agendas stifling that that journey that we're, we're all we all should be inv involved in and even if they have the best of intentions we know a lot of times they're wrong they, you, you, you we can't be authoritarian on, on, on opinions and people need to have uh, thicker skins and be less sensitive and be less radicalized by political ideologies so that we can all continue developing and uh, sharpening ourselves on each other that's not going to happen if we have socially engineered monocultural echo chambers all the words bubbles we don't want to the internet shouldn't be a bubble it shouldn't be the Truman Show when you look at the movie the Truman Show um, we don't want to be inside a movie studio you know <laughs> controlled by by people that we don't even know the full extent of their you know you know motivations and and the actual controls that they're the levers that they're pulling on on our free movement on this platform to talk to each other i mean we don't really know what's going on we know we we know we know there's control measures in in these companies twitter facebook youtube but even the details like we i know a lot of us are curious exactly what exactly how much control is exerted by these companies over the way we are able to communicate with each other you know, I want to know the deets. And I'm just checking, I'm just checking my notes. 
so yeah, that that's it. That th- th- that's a basically it for now. I wanted to touch mainly on that intentionality, social engineering, moral culpability that social tyranny carries with it. The fact that, also, before I go here, the fact that when we learn about a tyrant, like a cruel and oppressive ruler in grade school, we, I think maybe in the context of monarchies or something, I forget, in in public school in America, I I forget when that came up, but I I know it did early in my schooling, like grade four or five, something like that. Um, It's interesting to, to understand that cruel and oppressive rule or whatever other def- definition you you choose could, can be collectivized and can be dis- dispersed out amongst the population and we have to we have to look out for that because it's interesting to tie to and I'm, I'll do this on another episode just even to pose the question out there to, to the world at large, is social tyranny intentionally or unintentionally baked in to like far leftist political ideology to, to socialism and, and, and communism? Are these people sort of brainwashed in these systems or socially engineered in these systems to, to collectivize and, and spread out, disseminate this tyranny as like a shared responsibility amongst the people for all of them to keep each other in check instead of having that come down from a singular powerful ruler at the top i mean which which level of tyranny is really is scarier when we think about that which is scarier which historically and I, I know very little about this but just asking the questions which historically tyrants of old like a real tyrant that's a singular tyrant well then compare it to social tyranny where social tyranny was actually baked into the governmental political system in play and and which level of tyranny caused more problems for the populations which level of tyranny w- was more cruel and in our democracies that we're living in here in the Western world and Canada, we have to look at all of society and the power structures in society, the different sectors, because social tyrannies can exist outside of the political modality that you think yourself to live in. And that's also why it's a phenomenon that is insidious and pernicious and whatever other word you want to uh throw in in that direction at the phenomenon because it's a societal thing it's a cultural thing when when it really takes uh, root and i don't want it to be any more institutional than it already is i think that when we look at the mainstream media we have like a deeply entrenched institutional social tyranny the fact that it's this mainstream level of industrial media that everybody sees and everybody has access to and by the most part it's completely agenda driven and biased and largely unadmittedly biased that seems like a social tyranny which gives 
rise to more social tyranny in, in groups out there in the population that are totally alienated and suppressed and uh, angered by the lack of objectivity and they feel suppressed because their particular demographic's not given a fair shake at all within these platforms and so they just reverse radicalize. Then some people just non-reverse, they just radicalize into, they just radicalize right into the propaganda and they buy it all up. I don't like these things and I think social tyranny is a word that is totally almost necessary to be employed on a larger scale from the scale that I've heard it and seen it employed on for the times that we're living in. And I, I yeah, I think that some people will get out of maybe like sh- shake out of the uh, the trance they're in by responsibly using this word. You responsibly using this phrase. So that, yeah, that's it. That's it. I I always have notes and I don't want to go too far because I'm not the best podcaster in the world and some of the notes I have should be their own, should, I have enough to say they should be their own uh, topic. They should be their own podcast. So 17 minutes, 19 seconds, we'll call it right here for today. Uh, If you want help by any chance getting started with your own channel slash business within this uh, alt media freelancing internet world that we're living in you can check me out at the think in your and also the think in your armor punk rock podcasting on itunes don't be a social tyrant that's not cool the one thing I will add to this after my plug, I know I'm not that disorganized, is that, you know, we can totally, totally forgive as a civilization, I think, people who are radicalized because the mainstream news platforms that we have are not as objective as they should be. And uh, that's a whole other topic. I want to talk about if they were, if we had some really intellectually noble news platforms that truly truly weren't just narrow casting or propagandizing but were trying to give multiple sides a fair shake multiple sides of the political aisle and and different political views a fair shake what would that look like if it was actually popular and millions of people were plugged into it that's another podcast that i want to do but for right now just within the context that i was speaking of social tyranny and social tyrants say somebody's radicalized i think that you almost have to it's so forgivable it's so forgivable if the institutional social tyranny of the society you're living in is extreme and widespread enough some good people are not even going to be able to fathom that they're or, or believe that a bias is as strong as it really is and so they are going to accept a totally agenda driven view of the world as an objective one or much closer to an objective one than they should be doing and those people should be forgiven but the folks pulling the strings the folks who know they're warping that lens that everybody's looking through 
for their news and for their understanding of our shared reality. Those people I don't forgive, and none of us should. And those people are social tyrants. They're social tyrants. If you are putting your finger on the button that you know will make this phenomenon a more pervasive one throughout our civilization, throughout Western civilization, you're a social tyrant, and you should not want that label. You, the, the people will be pissed at you, as they should be. So don't be a social tyrant and don't get radicalized by one either in any direction. Don't get reverse radicalized either. Social tyranny is a thing. I, I, it's really like just like caked into my brain now, and I'm pretty pissed off thinking about it. Uh, but I'm, I got my emotions under control, and I'm going to podcast about some things other than that before I return to it. But that's just my take on social tyranny. I, I'd love to see people kicking it around conversationally and and trading stories about where they see it popping up in their lives it could be on the micro level at their individual place of work and it could be on the macro level that's it for now i'm your brother jonesy uh your brother figure just trying to help out and lend a helping hand to the human species by the way of this wonderful technology the internet and that that is it i will see you later on bye 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 Oh, my clicker.